0: Sell in May and go away. That's what the old saying says. It's in reference to the stock market. The theory is you sell all your stocks in May. You come back come when it's the uh, fall is here or autumn is here and you're going to do better. In fact, studies have shown that this may actually lead to a better return. But is it? does it really? And are those studies valid? Today, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about whether or not you should be selling in May and going away. You are about to listen to an episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Each week, co hosts Dan and Tony will explore topics about finance and retirement. It's fun, informative, and most of all useful to those who are interested in retiring successfully. Now, let's begin the show. Hello and welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio with me, Dan Wendell, owner of the Dolphin Financial Group. Alongside me is Tony Shore. And Tony, today we're going to talk about selling in May and going away. Have you heard this phrase before?
1: I have heard the phrase. I haven't really dug into it. I mean, I, I, I didn't know what was behind it, but I always hear that phrase and I don't know how true it is. I think it's an old adage, not a not a newer phrase, right? I mean, that's been around a while.
0: Yeah, it has been. In fact, it stems from way back. Uh, I don't even know how many years, but um, it has to do with, it used to be, the the, the, fra- the full phrase apparently was, sell in May and go away and come back on St. Leaguer's Day. St.
1: Leaguer's Day, what's that?
0: Or Ledger's, or so it's L-E-G-E-R. Yeah. And, that's, it, and, and it stems from England. So what ah. happened was, the aristocrats and the merchants would leave London, you know, the the epicenter of commerce, yep. for the country. They would go stay, to spend the summer out in the country, and they would come back on Saint Leogor's Day, which is the last leg of the British Triple Crown, the horse race, and that's wow. in autumn. So we've kind of taken that on onto our own here in the United States, and it's become more like sell in late spring and come back in the fall. And it to use some simple dates. It's like selling by Memorial Day, come back Labor Day. Although a lot of people refer to it as Halloween. So it may be come back at the end of October. So it's, it's, you know, but you're right. It's been around for a while.
1: Yeah. I've actually, it's also referred to, uh, the Halloween indicator is that's the same thing, right. right? Yeah.
0: Same thing. Right. So the idea being you leave during May and you come back on Halloween. So, Ah, okay, but what, I mean, really, what are we talking about? That literally means like you sell your stocks and move it into cash or something else and then buy back again on Halloween or, you know, day after around then. So yeah, that's, that's the saying. So the question is, well, why, (laughs) why do we say that? Why do, I mean, you've heard it, right? Yeah. You probably heard it on TV though, right? Yeah. Yeah the Fox business news or CNBC. And it always comes up around this time of year because we're getting, to, you know, we're in may. So it's makes sense. And, um, what I want to talk about is whether or not that's, it's a statistically, um, correct saying. And then I want to talk about whether or not we should be doing it. Hmm. I guess, uh, you know, I guess Interesting. not right. 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 So, so let's look at this. Let's look at this historically. If you look at the numbers, the Dow Jones, and, and you can question whether or not the Dow Jones is the best measure, right? Um, but we'll talk about the S&P 500 as well later. Sure. Dow Jones has underperformed from May to October when you compare it from November to April. So the stats, and, and we're going to go back from 1950 to 2013. Now I'm pulling this from a Forbes article from September 1st of 2013, uh, a guy by the name of Wisemer did an article on Forbes. So you can look this up. And the stats from 1950 to 2013, which is when the sell in May go away, has really been pushed. Um, From May to October, the Dow Jones is up 0.3% on average. Whereas from November to April, the Dow Jones is up
1: 7.5%. Right.
0: So 0.3% during the summer, 7.5% during the other months.
1: And that's that, where the people who say sell and man go away, uh, that's where they, they point to that, I would assume.
0: That's right. They point to that saying, you know, why why be invested in the market if it's going to underperform when you can only invest in those other six months and you, get, you crush it, right? Right. Well, the first question is why does it happen? Like, why? If that's if we if we assume that's the case, and I got some more research I want to show, but if we assume that's the case, why is this happening? And it's the most common reason suggested is because people are leaving. Like literally, traders are going away on vacation, so there's less volume, meaning there's less actual trading happening. And when you have less trading happening. When you do have trading, the swings are more prominent. So if you have less volume, any movement is going to be more dramatic or it's just going to drift sideways because Mm. nothing's happening. Yeah, yeah. And then when people come back, they start buying again and then that picks up the volume and causes more movement and typically to the upside. Yeah. So, okay. but
1: then you—I I thought you and you and Warren Buffett. Uh, you know, Warren is the Oracle of Omaha, and you're the Oracle of Clear Clearwater. I think that's—I've heard you called that by others, uh, <laughs> Dan Wendell, Oracle of Clearwater, Florida. <laughs> oh my uh, goodness. Uh, but but they always say predicting the best time to invest or sell out of the stock market is a fool's errand. That's what I've heard. The quote, you know, y- you can't predict when to buy and sell out of the market. That's to isn't that timing the market?
0: It is. And then you want to jump to the conclusion of the, today's show. You just want to go jump right there and say, No, well, I didn't
1: it? really. I, I didn't really, but I just thought <laughs> I'd throw that out there because I think Warren Buffett says stick with it.
0: Of course. And so that that is the question. You know, is it is it market timing? But let's look at some more numbers because maybe okay. maybe it is market timing and maybe it makes sense to do it. When you look at these numbers, I'm going to tell you some more stats here. Okay. Ned Ned Davis Research. Um,
1: that's a pretty well known one. That's reliable.
0: Right. Not as well known as Ned Flanders. Right. <laughs> no, from, I
1: think Ned Davis is a little more reliable than Ned Flanders, the insurance <laughs> salesman.
0: <laughs> well, what's the guy's name from The Simpsons?
1: Oh, that no, that's Ned Flanders. Yeah, I right, was thinking right. the guy from uh, Groundhog's Day. Groundhog
0: Day, that? right? Ned, he was that something, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I thought his name was Flanders as well. But yeah, Ned Flanders on The Simpsons is a mess. Yeah.
0: So Ned Davis Research from 2012. This is from a 2012 Motley Fool article. Um, Notice I'm pulling some articles that are five, six years old now. Uh, I'm sure that in a minute. But um, Motley Fool article in 2012. The Ned Davis Research said $1,000 invested in the S&P 500 in 1950 through 2012. So 62 years of investment, $1,000 in 1950. If you invested in the S&P 500 only during the months of October, um, let's start with from May through October. So the ones that you're supposed to run away from, that you're supposed to not do, May through October, $1,000 after that 62-year period would be worth $1,032. So you'd be up $32 after 62 years. Now this... (laughs) This is not, this assumes no reinvestment of dividends. I got to make sure I say that because you do get dividends if you invest in the market. This assumes not, you're just taking those. Now let's take that same 1,000 in 1950 and invest it only in the months of October through April. Okay. So this is the months that we're supposed to invest. That $1,000 is 75,539. So you're up 76,500 as opposed to up $32. Uh, so now what? Now now we're getting some real numbers here, right? Yeah. Now, so immediately you might be saying, well, why wouldn't I sell in May and go away, right? Let me get you some more numbers though. Now, this is more recent. This is a CNBC article, May 1st, 2019, okay? So they also did uh, some numbers on the Dow taking $10,000 in 1950 and investing it a little differently, So this is May 1st through October 31st. This is the Halloween one you were describing. You take 10,000 dollars in May, uh, in, invest it May 1st through October 31st, and then, then pull out of the market. 1950 to today, you'd have11,000 dollars. Your 10,000 turned into 11,000. Wow. But if you take November 1st investment, so right after Halloween, and uh, April 30th, so right before May. And you invest that ten thousand dollars is worth over one million dollars. Wow! All right, so now we're talking some real numbers
1: here. That's real money to you and I,
0: right? Ten thousand in nineteen fifty. Well, ten thousand in nineteen fifty was a lot of money. You could buy a couple houses. Oh yeah. Um. So this is all predicated on the stock traders almanac which is um, basically saying avoid September, October especially. So it's not Labor Day because September is typically, and October are some pretty rough months historically. But all these numbers are suggesting, hey, you know, sell in May, go away, makes sense. Look at that. Instead of being up a 1,000 after 62 years, you're up a million. That's, uh, that's worth uh, looking at, isn't it?
1: Well, yeah, obviously that it sounds good, but I can't it's, believe it really works. <laughs> I have my it's doubts. Too good I think to be there, true? there's a. Yeah, you waiting for the shoe to drop? Yeah, I'm waiting for that other shoe to drop. You're not. you <laughs> yeah. I know you're trying to sucker us all in for some big reveal. <laughs> it's like gotcha. I am waiting. I'm waiting. There's for a you. gotcha I'm, moment coming.
0: I'm waiting for you to commit. Come on, the waters. Fine. I know
1: you are. I know you are. You're trying to sucker me in like you do then so you can embarrass me on the show. I love that.
0: So what do you think, Tony? you all in?
1: Uh, <laughs> from what you've said so far, the way you've described it, it sounds very good. Doesn't it?
0: Yeah. And so Investors Business Daily is a um, is a trade journal. It's a, uh, they, one of the best. I mean, when, I, when I was a trader, literally as a stock trader, that's what I did for a living, uh, investor business daily was my little, that that was my gem. That, that, that's what I read. So it's an, it's really designed for traders and uh article in, in May of, uh, 2018, May 1st, again, they're talking about the sell in May strategy, go away. Um, they analyzed it a little bit further and they said the strategy seems to make sense on paper, like we just described, but you can miss some big gains and they're suggesting that the decisions to sell should be based not on just the month or calendar, like some sort of Mayan calendar thing. It should be based on the particular stocks you own. And the article covers huge upside moves during the summer for particular stocks, like Amazon and a couple of others. So they talk about that, hey, you know, if you sell in May, you might miss those big up days for the stocks you own. You know, and, and so why are you selling? You should really be looking at it on a stock by stock basis, not as a general rule of thumb. And in fact, lately, in the last five out of the last six years, the Dow has been up between May and November. But you know what those stats show, Tony? Um, the May it shows you the summer the the non summer months or the May you know the selling May months do underperform dramatically, the other months, but they also show that they are up. It's not like you're losing money by being invested during those months, right? You may not just not, you may not make much. It may be flat, but yeah, and you certainly, you know, who wants to, to not make money if you're going to invest in the stock market? You figure if I'm going to invest, I might as well make money. So really it comes down to the numbers and yes, you're right. It sounds like there's a big hammered that's ready to drop, but it's not. I'm agreeing with you. It sounds too sounds great. Sounds too good to be true. Why aren't we doing it? And I'm agreeing. Uh, I I don't have a an answer. Well, I do. I'm still waiting for you to to commit. <laughs> I'm still waiting for you to commit. No,
1: nope, I uh, nope. Uh, fool me once, <laughs>
0: shame on me.
1: So, fool me twice, or the numbers...
0: for the twentieth time, shame on you. <laughs> the, the numbers are astounding. So let's talk about why this isn't the case for everyone. First of all, I agree with the um, Investor Business Daily article that suggests, you know, you really need to do it on a stock-by-stock basis. I mean, you know, you just don't sell a stock in May because you want to, you think it's going to go. There may be a reason why particular stocks go down. In fact, there may be certain stocks that do well during the summer, defensive stocks, that you know, maybe you sell the growth stocks during the summer because those typically don't do as well during the summer months. Whereas some of the defensive stocks do, um, you know, so you might start looking at sectors. Some people suggest sector rotation during the sell in May go away. Um, you know, you've seen like the retail sector recently. I don't know if you've seen that, um, get hammered recently. Um, And in fact, you mentioned to me the other day that you saw an article about, was it retails in a recession?
1: Yeah. CNBC said, uh, retail officially hits bear market territory.
0: Right. So, you know, just because a
1: couple of days ago.
0: Right. And and let's say, let's fast forward to Halloween and are you going to buy Sears, uh, on (laughs) November 1st?
1: Yeah, no, no, no.
0: Right. Cause it's Sears a bargain it's it,
1: a bargain at fifty cents or a dollar. Right. It's under a dollar now. Yeah. So you can
0: own Sears. Uh, you remember when it was, you know, the be all end all. Yeah. Yeah. So just because it's it's you know, the winter's coming, the Game of Thrones reference there, yeah. winter's here uh-huh. um, just doesn't Winter's not mean you need to coming. buy. You know, Winter
1: is I mean. coming for retail. Period. <laughs> <I think it's, laughs> we, the rest of us may be in uh, is looking for summer here, but uh, yeah, retail not not so great. And Sears, but it's all about timing too. You know this whole. I mean, you said what this phrase, uh, sell in May and go uh, away, go away and uh, come again St. Ledger's Day or buy again St. Ledger's Day. That uh, phrase was from very long ago, ago. like a long long time ago right. right uh and and you know maybe if they said that in the 80s that was a great idea because everything was up overall anyway and you know like sears like you say they anchored every mall in america you know the anchor store for half those malls or more was a sears store and they were killing it and of course before that their catalog killed it but in the in the by the 80s their retail it was all about retail and people wanted to go out and go to the mall and Go to Sears to buy their tools direct, and so in the '80s it was all about going to retail, and that slowly faded out in the '90s, and then two thousands, it's it's gone now. So
0: you're right, and it comes down. You and you you made the point very beginning. You know, are we talking market timing here? Because Warren Buffett says you can't do it, and you've heard me say you can't do it. We've done a whole show on market timing. Yeah, you can't do it. Yeah, you shouldn't. Uh,
1: You shouldn't. You should leave it up to the people with the multi-million dollar computers that are hooked up wired in on wall street so they can make split second market
0: timing down yeah, but you to can't the rely millisecond on them now you can't rely on them now because they've gone away yeah it's right? may they've gone away no but but what's your alternative let's talk about that first of all okay let's say you want to do this i'm going to sell in may where are you going to put your money i, I mean you got to put it in cash really i like, what are you gonna buy a, a three-month cd i guess you could Cause you got five months, right? May, June, July, August, September. Yeah. So you're coming back or maybe six months. You're coming back in November. So there
1: are no short term investments that'll grow it. So it's not like you're going to get any growth during that time, which is what offsets it probably.
0: Right. Right. And, and, but if you look at the, the stats, it shows that they during that time you do grow, just not much. You go flat. So, I mean, And what if you just missed the market by a day? Because, you know, we've done that in the past shows. where We've talked about how like three days of the year, if you miss those, you could be, the market could be up 12% for the year. But if you miss three of those days, you're only up 2%. Right. You know, just like, and so. That's
1: why you leave it in.
0: Well, see, that's just it. That's an argument
1: to not sell in May.
0: There's that FOMO, fear of missing out. Yep. Right. FOMO. (laughs) But, but let's talk about it from my perspective and my clients most of my clients are close to retirement or are in retirement and they're on fixed income. So does it even apply to them? Would this only applies to stock market? It doesn't apply to the fixed income market, the bond market or anything that's generating you income. Um, unless you're talking about talking about um, stocks that are giving you dividends and that's a different story. So what are you going to do? You're going to sell your dividend producing stocks and then you're just going to forego the dividends that they would give during that yeah, time frame because no. usually it's quarterly. So you're gonna go, forego uh, two quarters of, of dividends just to gain the upside. So when people are buying, particularly retirees, when they're buying um, portfolios that are designed for income, they're really not worried so much about the market fluctuations. They're more worried about the income that it's producing. So most of my clients don't really get this um, idea of sell and may go away. They're like, what does that mean? Like, why would I do that? I'm gonna lose my dividends. And so those people don't, it's, it doesn't really apply to them. So who does it really apply to, Tony? And this is going to be the answer to the question. If you are a trader versus an investor, what's the difference between a trader and an investor? And once you know mm-hmm. that difference, that answers the question for whether or not you should sell a man go away.
1: Sure, sure. Investors are people who are putting money from outside the market into it. Uh, for really long term am I right or and that's the distinction and, and, and traders are moving around money within the stock market.
0: That's right. so investors are typically I say typically long term now you can have short-term investors but when let's just use an example. if I have my clients and they're not trying to time the market period um, we are investing the money that they're in the stock market for the long term. If it's not generating income, It's a long-term investment for growth. So they're hoping to get those big returns. And the short-term investments they have are for their living expenses in the short-term. And what do I mean by short-term? I'm talking one, two, even three years. That's a short-term. So if I'm talking long-term investment, I'm at least three years, more likely five years. So for the short-term, they're not worried about the market fluctuations in May versus September versus October. They're more concerned about what those that is going to give them in the short term. Just get them the basic interest just so they can live. So those people are investors. They are investing short term and long term. Traders, you're right, are in and out. They're moving. They're, they're swing trading. They're buying and selling. They're trying to pick the winners and losers, but they're also maybe betting against the market. Remember how we talked about who wants the market to go down? You can have um, short sellers. But traders are more inclined to be the ones that would capitalize on the sell and may go away because they're the ones that aren't in investing for the long term. They're looking at short term. They're looking at trying to gain and get some upside and then get out. So that's the people that this phrase and saying may apply to. For the average investor, particularly the retiree or the one close to retirement, The seller may go away, doesn't really apply. And if it did apply, and if you really, really wanted it to apply, because you're looking at those numbers from what we talked about, hey, those numbers speak for themselves. Why wouldn't I do this? Those people can do it for the investment portion that's actually a long-term investment. And then you're playing a game, and you're going to wind up making the mistake and shooting yourself in the foot and just making the wrong decision. If you're going to do it, pick some dates and stick to it. That's a strategy. But for the most of us, for the most of your money, the seller may go away. It sounds appealing, but doesn't apply.
1: Wow. Well, yeah, I, I knew that the bottom line would, would come down there because, you know, you, you look up, if you look that phrase up, there's been studies that show uh, that, you know, in some cases it doesn't work. Like you said, it comes down to the day that you buy and sell. Right. I mean, I chose to sell on this day and buy on this day, whether it was in May, June, July, August. I mean, it it comes down to, it could be, you know, I did it this afternoon. If I'd waited till tomorrow morning, it would have been a whole different story.
0: Amazing. It's amazing what one day can do. Well, the volatility
1: and and the ups and downs that we're seeing right now, I would not try something like that.
0: Right. You know, you can hit a home run or you could strike out. So which is it, which do you want? And, and Big so risk. Right. And so if you, if you're in it for the long haul, stop thinking about it. Yeah. But if you're in it for the short haul, then, then it makes sense to look at. Yeah. And and that's what the difference between trading and investing is. And so I think a lot of people that are listening to this show are more investors. And so they, you know, they like I said, if you're going to try it, do it for the portion of the money that you have in at risk. Don't do it. For the money that, and and people still, they don't have that even aligned. If you're going to generate income, you don't want that income to be based on an asset that's going to go up and down every day. Right. Because there's too much risk there. So you're, it's it's a very select group of people that can do this and they do it successfully and good for them. And that, then not right?
1: with every stock, like you say. Right. And right. Dividend and so stocks, it doesn't really make sense and, and everything else. I think the bottom line is it just sounds great sell in may and go away and buy again st ledger's day because it rhymes it's a great rhyme i mean it's it's awesome right it's fun to say but i uh, think so I, I don't think the kids at home should try it No, i like an
0: apple a day to keeps a doctor away that's even better i would i would say rely on that one more than this one yeah yeah and and i guess to wrap it up the bottom line for me if you want to trade go for it why not but if you want to be an investor um then it's probably not uh, applicable to you. But if you want to try this and you want to be a trader, don't ask me to help you. That's not my specialty. My specialty is helping people retire, get the income they need, eliminate a lot of the volatility, eliminate the stress. Doing this, to me, sounds like it's going to be a stressful situation. Unless you can you know, turn a flip a switch and not think about it, um, it's probably going to be a rare case that someone can pull this off and not be all concerned about it. Yeah. And it's just not necessary to me. So... If you're if you're listening and you want to have the the you know less stress, more income, less volatility, I'm your guy. If you want to try this and have uh, be a trader and try and hit a home run and that kind of thing, there's other advisors out there that are probably better suited than I am. Wow.
1: Well, and that's the bottom line. I think that's great, Dan. I'm glad we talked about this because I had heard that phrase. And it's good to have an understanding of what's going on out there and what we should probably avoid. Uh, But yes, we're out of time for today's episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Why don't you let our listeners know, though, before we go, how they can get a hold of you and set up a consultation to talk about it?
0: Absolutely. The easiest way to go to to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and connect through me that way. Um, Also, if you are British and you have uh, the proper pronunciation of this, Give me a call, let us know, and we'll we'll talk about it. Maybe Tony and I are butchering the Ledger's, St. Ledger's Day or whatever it is. Sure. Uh, um, they're probably laughing at us right now. If you're laughing at us and you want to correct us, we want to hear it. Give us a call. The number is 888-508-5935. Again, it's 888-508-5935. Leave a message if we don't answer, and we'll play your message on our next podcast. How's that?
1: Oh, that's awesome. All right. And that does it for today's episode of Dolphin Financial Radio with our host, Dan Wendell.
0: The topics on this show are wide ranging, yet relevant to people approaching or living in retirement like me. If there is a topic you want to hear on the show, head to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and contact Dan to request your topic or
1: The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Delphine Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or strategies.